All right, welcome guys to another episode of the Army and Time podcast. And today I got Nick from DC Vintage Watches and in the podcast. And how you doing, Nick? Hey, how's it going? Great to be here. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's a sunny day over here in a in a Kansas. I got you know every time I I wake up, I'm hot as hell because I just got back. You know, not too long ago, I moved from from Alaska. In Alaska, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, Alaska. So. Man, since I've been here every day, I'm <laughs> dying. I'm like, man, I'm, it's just hot. It's hot. And everyone is like, it's not that hot. I'm like, it is hot for me, but uh, getting used to it. But every time I finish the, the statement with, you know, but I'm happy because, yeah. you know, I'm not in Alaska. We're still three, four feet of snow and they still, yeah. you know, sucking over there. So I'm like, nah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the heat. So. I actually think I'm the uh, I'm the exact opposite because although we we came from DC and I grew up yeah in the DC area and like for instance like last 15 years I lived in DC proper before moving out to LA yeah. back in 2018 like I came out to Southern California and got used to the weather so quickly that like I'm literally complaining to my wife when it's 60 degrees out like it was <laughs> and I'm like it's so cold like I feel like I gotta wear a jacket and yeah it's just and then I, I have to step back and I'm like what is wrong with me like <laughs> yeah that it's I think it, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, Alaska is a beautiful place, mm-hmm. and I tell everyone it's a beautiful place. But, and you know, it's crazy because one of the things that I did not know about Alaska is that it's the biggest uh, military retirement state. Um, mm-hmm. It has the biggest population of retirees in the United really? States. And originally, I didn't think that was a thing, but then I got there, and I and, and that's all they talk about. And you can tell because everyone is retired military, but um, it's a beautiful place. It's I just thought not... it was like Florida or something like that. Yeah, that's know? what I thought. That's what oh. I thought. I was like, I mean, everyone wants to go to the beach, but I guess not. I guess everyone wants to be in solitude. After but the yeah, I was about to say, think about it because it's like, yeah. I'm as you know, I was I was Department of Defense before, but I was never active military. But I would yeah. like to believe active military rewards. And, you know, people that are self-sufficient yeah. to some degree and that take yeah. initiative like that. And then you you look at Alaska, which, like yeah. you said, your solitude, like you're forced to it's kind of like, you know, way back in the day, I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not Alaska, but, yeah. you know, it gets country very quickly yeah, yeah. outside of major cities in, in Pennsylvania. So it's yeah. like, for instance, there's no local peace. There's no local uh, police department. Mm-hmm. It's like state troopers and they take 30 minutes, yeah. to get to your house, which a lot of things can happen. So there's that self-sufficiency aspect. Maybe yeah. that's it. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, like a lot of people, you go buy some land somewhere and like you said, you got the state troopers and mm. other than that, you fighting, you know, you, you got your little area where, you know, a lot of people, you know, trying to grow things, you know, they have their own animals and stuff like that. Mm. And you got to defend those because bears are everywhere. Wolves are everywhere. Say, you yeah. know, so like, bears. <laughs> you, yeah, you got to make sure that you can wake up one day, go outside, and you know out around the corner there's a grizzly in your bear you know in in your in your um in your home so you have to go and find them here and i mean we have them because like the whole north of la is all mountains and they are there yeah yeah yeah. but you have to like search for you have to go out there they're not coming to you that's crazy exactly no no over there they're coming out they're coming out you know because they there's no predator over there for them and majority believe it or not a lot of um a lot of people don't really hunt them unless they have to, you know, hmm. like they're not, they're not going to try to kill them unless they have to, they leave them alone. So they king of the world over there, you know, 
unless they go too far up north and mm. and uh the polar bear uh shows up you know oh boy uh-huh. the, the grizzlies are are king of the king of the north up there so <laughs> and and then you have the the mooses which believe it or not a lot of people die from moose attacks because oh, wow. they think it's just a big deer and then they get too close well hey deer can be i mean you're not yeah, careful yeah. with deer they'll, they'll end yeah. your life too particularly exactly. jump in front of your car and you're going 60 i've seen enough yes. of that yes and, for uh, sure but here you know i mean here over there over there they uh they have um they have a big thing where people get close to the um to moose and moose just will trample you to death you know yeah they, i would not even nope something that yeah. big you respect oh, that <laughs> like, you know they walk by my truck and i'm in a truck and it seems like they're big you know you're looking up from the truck it's like hey oh no you know like yep. these things are yep. huge but anyway you know it's uh it's definitely better to be in kansas so i definitely appreciate that and, and stuff like that so and another thing is over there there is like no watch meetups there is no watch anything you know so like the only people that um they're into watches up there is active active military so unless you you meet active military they're into watches hmm. it's, it's um i mean it's you not- would think like some of the people would need it for just yeah i don't know orienteering or yeah. going out camping or yeah. what have you like you don't have to be military yeah like that but yeah there there is there is you know it's, it's crazy your apple watch is not going to get reception out in the middle of nowhere no not at all yourself caveat i do not own an apple watch <laughs> it works for other people that's fine it does not work for me no my wife has one much to my chagrin but it is it's yeah. not for me. no so that's one of the things that you know i have um when the the apple watch ultra came out you know, and I guess this is a hot take at the beginning of the of the show, but <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. when uh when when the Apple Ultra came out, a lot of people, you know, wanted to buy it because they said, oh, it's it's more of a tool, tool mm. watch because it's it's more, you know, it offers more things and more durable and things like that. And I was like, look, man, I remember, yeah, yeah, I you know, like, I and at least in real tough conditions, it's still the same, you know, because you got to understand, like in. I used to have a Garmin that I used to take out to to exercises. And as soon as I got to Alaska, the first exercise I went, that battery got messed up quick because now oh, wow. it was it was lasting me. First of all, when you're out there, you don't have the ability to charge it all the time. But yeah. Exactly. yeah. And then yeah. I got out there and the first thing is it lasts me. It was normally in normal conditions, the Garmin will last me probably about 12 days. I got out there, it lasted me three. Oh, and wow. then it's dead. I can't maybe charge it again. Cold, maybe Did the cold make yes. it down better. Yeah, yeah that's the cold cool. because cold conditions. Yeah, because <laughs> we go up north, further up north in Alaska to train, and uh, and we do it only in the winter. So when you go up there, is you know you jump out of an airplane is a negative a hundred. You, know? yep. <laughs> you know, so you know these things die quick, and hmm. and then after that, when the battery is dead, the cold really affects it. Hmm. And now you start, you know, the cold, you hit that watch anywhere, which people think snow is soft, but when that thing is frozen, it's concrete. And you hit that, you, you, you slip, you hit that thing on the, on the, on the side, uh, that thing is broke, you know? Yeah. So like, I was like, this thing serves right? me. No, yeah. Okay. I was like, this thing serves me nothing. Huh. I mean, I started taking watches. They were like a hundred meters of water resistance and they lasted me the whole thing, you know? <laughs> so I had no issues with it. Um, so, 
Uh, but then the the Garmin didn't last me anything. So I mean, I guess I mean you throw back to like you know, not to talk too much on Omega's biggest claim to fame, but like the Speedmaster, yeah. being, like how cold is outer space? Yeah, you know, exactly. It's pretty damn cold, and they, exactly, you know, yeah. and it, everyone rightly makes fun of it because it has like zero water resistance. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. bubble. I I have one, but it's like yeah. I can't get anywhere near the water. I don't care. It's not a. Yeah. It's a ninety one. I don't yeah. care if it's a brand new one. It would not go anywhere near the water. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. With with that one is definitely a thing, you know. But like, it, it, you know, with um, with the cold, the cold side is definitely, definitely good. And that's where my my whole thing came out. Like, I was like, you know, I used to be one of those guys that mm. I used to say, you know, it needed to be, you know, two hundred meters of water resistance or more. It needed to be all this specs in order to for me to use it in the military life. And then I got to Alaska and I started using watches that were hundred meters of water resistance. <clears throat> there were maybe, you know, they had screwed down crowns, which I think is a big merit. Um, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, watches that are not considered to be that big of a tool watch. <clears throat> mm. And they would start with stood everything, you know? And I was like, okay, maybe- You're maybe... almost ready for vintage now. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, okay, so maybe I'm looking too hard into this thing, you know, but- You know, uh, well, I mean, but, but you know, jokes aside, like a lot of these older watches, separate from the fact they are vintage, so they will have, you know, some things like the water thing, like they yeah. would say never vintage anywhere near water, yeah. unless it's been like um, water pressure tested, et cetera. Yeah. But like some of the, the watches back in the day were made to withstand some of this yeah. stuff that you're talking about. Like literally in the fact that, you know, there's, there's not a battery in them. Yeah. So that's an obvious weakness eliminated like right off the bat. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I'm a big proponent for that stuff. And, you know, I'm like, I get, you know, the whole, you know, G-Shock thing and stuff like that. And, and I think yeah. that that's one of the, the, you know, for people that are brand new in the military and they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, but so those in Sanu, Sanotu, Sanotu, how do you say it? Yeah, Sunto? Sanu? Yeah. 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 Those, Sunto, yeah. People rocking those. There, it, oh man. Before G-Shock, that was the watch, you know, before yeah. Garmin's, that was the watch. Uh, yep. and, uh, it was everywhere, but I think that, you know, I, I don't know if people, people probably still get offended, but you know, when, when, when I talk about that stuff, but when, when watches of espionage came with the article, with the, you know, the dispatch that he mentioned, you know, there are certain things that you do in the military that a lot of times a G-Shock or in the department of defense that a G-Shock will give you away, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, in those type yeah. of, in those type of environments, you, you, you don't want those things. And I'm a big proponent of, like you said, you, if you don't have, if you have a watch that doesn't require battery, it, you know, it mm -hmm. was better than that when it comes to operations where you can't charge your devices all the time, where you can't charge yeah. this. And a lot of people say, you know, but the military moves with with generators everywhere. Well, let me tell you, we got to Alaska. Not Not yeah, always. because we got to to training one time and every single it was so cold, every single generator went down. <laughs> we had no generators. <laughs> so like <laughs> You know, and it doesn't it's happen almost just like, once. It's almost like it used to be back in the day. You exactly. Know? He got by with like a lot. They didn't have Gore-Tex and exactly. all that awesome stuff back in the day. You know, and they yeah. Like if you look at some of the stuff, like for instance, uh, my grandfather. I actually just just a side note. I just wrote an article uh, for Watches of Espionage. Yeah. Uh, on my on my grandfather because he was a, a a jet fighter pilot uh, nice. in the air. Uh, so he he fought in Korea. 
uh, and I just remember his stories of like how ill prepared people were. Yeah. You know, they're, they're wearing like stuff they would have worn in Europe. Yep. And yep. They're, they're at the chosen reservoir freezing their literal asses off. Yep. And, you know, so it, it's like, but they still got the job done. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's like, it's, it's crazy when you think about stuff like that. But no, yeah. hopefully that, you know, hopefully that article gets published soon. I know um, the guy that runs the site yeah. is, uh, is a friend of mine. He's, you know, editing it because I'm sure it yeah. needs some work. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. But yeah sorry 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 for the for the tangent but yeah no, no you're it, good you're good yeah the, no, it's, the, tech, it's... the tech is amazing the stuff that we have today like when you look mm-hmm. back today because like i pride myself as being a bit of a historian it was something yeah. that i dorked out on in, in college and stuff like that like i love history i still read history yeah. non-stop and it's like it's amazing you know as a as humanity we still have ways to go with certain things yeah. but like let's just in the last 50 years the progress we made has just been incredible yeah, you know, yeah, I agree. I I think it's it's is insane, you know. Um, but um, yeah, it's it, thinking back to those times where, like you said, you know, it, you know, they didn't have all these things, and somehow they'd make it happen. You know, and nowadays we feel like, you know, you got to have all these things or not. It's, it's you can't make it work. You know, it's it's crazy. But I mean, the thing is, in the military, you know, as as we can talk about, we can get into it in the show. But as you know, like way back in the day, I was former. Uh, Department of Defense with the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency with yeah. the, the spy satellites. But I mean, when you when you think about it, like future warfare, we may not have that sensor network. We may not have GPS. We we may yeah. there are satellite killers out there. So yeah. this old school orienteering that we had to do back in the day with a compass and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And I, I know military trains on it too. I know yeah. that it's just you know you don't want that single point of failure yeah i'm not gonna take under your job obviously <laughs> i never was military but i'm saying like from an armchair general reading yeah. books that's, that's all i am you know it's it's interesting like then how the next war will be fought uh yeah, when yeah. you come down to it, because obviously that's the first target it yeah. would be for me if i was running things yeah. you know make the enemy blind i mean that that's not a new concept though. yeah no and and you're completely right you know it's one of the things that have come up you know not recently like uh, like we say like last week but as of recent times you know one of the things that has come up when it comes to technology is is the fact that you know we spent 20 years plus engaged in in a war that was not a near peer yeah. adversary and now we're shifting focus completely yeah yeah and we we're shifting we're shifting focus completely to a near peer adversary type of scenario and in those yeah. scenarios, it's like you said, we have to take into account the fact that majority of two main big ones, right? But majority of near peer adversaries have the same amount of technology in variations of what we have. So we have to take into consideration that in a, in a war or in a conflict, those systems won't be available because if we can take them down, near peer adversaries can take them down so all it takes is a bunch of emps and exactly yeah, and uh, and systems were developed for that you know so yep, it's yep. uh it's the thing that we have to take into consideration but you know since you were talking about your your time there you know um tell us tell us more about you know what you used to do and and how that connected to dc vintage watches of course yeah so uh you know i just with, so my mom was a uh, was actually an elementary school teacher, and she taught me how to read at a very young age, which I will never be able to thank her enough for that. And this is something yeah. that I'm trying to instill in my own young children right now. But like, all I, I read nonstop, still do. But like, but that led me to get into history. So when I was yeah. in college, 
uh, one of the degrees I got was in was in military history, and I was like, "This is amazing! I love this." But still, a liberal arts degree, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But after, but you know, I you know when I graduated, um, I actually did a couple years in the Middle East learning Arabic, okay. uh, you know, and making my. I mean, granted, then you gotta remember this is uh, it was this is the early aughts. I was actually, I was actually in Cairo when nine eleven went down. Oh wow! Uh, I had a very, very interesting. Um, you at the time you know and i remember a lot of egyptians uh were terrified because yeah. they're like you know what does this mean for us because obviously yeah. you know one of the, the muhammad yeah. was egyptian but yeah. so a lot of people were really scared you know because yeah. everyone noticed this was a paradigm shift yeah but for me so i had that arabic so it's like i started applying to um intelligence agencies at the time because I, I didn't really know what i wanted to do yeah um and and i know my college graduation was coming up and so I got a, an interview with Department of Defense with the NGA, like I noted, and, you know, that led to a job with them. And I worked for them for almost five year, five or six years. But the last two of those years, and I, I got totally lucky. This is the right place, right time. I had a friend that was working in the White House Situation Room, and yeah. NGA had a couple positions there. But the, the White House Situation Room is is something that uh, they put in place after the Cuban Missile Crisis in, mm-hmm. in 63. So when that went down, they were like, we need some. So it's basically like a command op center. And I know you're familiar with those. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are too, but for the White House. So yeah. it's 24 7, um, 12 hour shifts, uh, usually two, one or two year tours. I, obviously, it's been a long time since I did yeah. that. I, <laughs> I 2010. So it's been, you know, a decade and a half about, well, yeah, about that. And, but it was, it was amazing. You know, you're, you're sitting in there, you're seeing, you're literally seeing policy being made. And it's crazy because I remember full circle back to 9-11. Two months after I left, Obama got on TV. I was I was up doing something. I don't remember what I was doing. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And they're like, they broke the news. They're like, stand by for announcement of the president. I was like, I'm in D.C. too. I'm like, it's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. This is not normal. And he yeah. gets on. He's like, we launched the raid that, you know, killed something. Like that. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and, and I remembered back to usually in the sit room, they have cameras. <clears throat> in the, mm-hmm. the individual conference rooms. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you saw that famous picture of the raid in Abbottabad and you see, you know, Hillary Clinton's like, oh, you know, they're all looking. That's one, that was one of the conference rooms. Yeah. And I, I remember they had thrown this black cloth over the camera because they, they have cameras in the conference room. So if someone calls the one of us looking for a principal, a principal being yeah. like uh, secretary of state or secretary of defense or vice president or anyone, um, we have to see, are they, one, are they in that meeting? And two, like, do we need to interrupt it to get them out of the meeting to take this call? Yeah. And but they had thrown up this black cloth over it and we couldn't see it. And I was like, okay, I remember at the time thinking, that's really weird. They've never done that. And it transpired through like I read in uh you know books that have since been written that that was you know OPSEC operational yeah. security, as you will. So yeah. even even us, you know, we had like <laughs> you know, these great security clearances at the time, yeah. and we were out of the loop, you know, yeah. we're like a nerve center, literally, yeah. there is a called the nerve center it's a <laughs> situation room that it was published and it's out there and we had no clue but like so i did that and you know um before that you know three years before the sit room it was nga and back then what nga did was they really you went through this training program and they trained you on the world's military systems Got that's it. a lot so yeah when, it sounds like a lot but when you actually more and more it's a lot but back then it's all cold war stuff so cold war yeah. stuff is soviet or it's American for the most part. Yeah. French will throw out, you know, the French will do their odd, you know, 
yeah. uh, Mirage fighter jets and things like that. So there is that. You know, the Indians have have naval ships that they they make and 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 so on and so forth. But like yeah. those two. But you have to memorize. Not only do you have to memorize the characteristics of these things, you have to memorize how long are they? What do they look like from a satellite looking down? Yeah. You know. It's like differentiating between a T-55, which are being used in Ukraine, which is yeah. because 55 means it came out roughly the mid-50s. Yeah. But century, I mean, no more. This thing is older than the watches we sell. Yeah. <laughs> watches. It's older than the watches we sell, which is insanity <laughs> when you think about it. But because of the, the, the barrel shroud on the end of the T-55 is different than it is in a T-64. And if the imagery is good enough, sometimes, in theory, yeah. you should see that. Yeah. Um, so we had to learn all this stuff. You're testing on you, the past. Some people didn't pass those things, but like it really was. And we were talking about this before. They're really they're called imagery interpretation skills. Yeah. And I never really thought it started thinking about it until a couple of years ago. But I really think that that innate skill, finding these small differences, looking at like, you know, you have an example of what it's supposed to look like. And here's what it looks like in the imagery. It's literally the same thing as if you're trying to find fake tells on a, on a watch that you know, you're look. a customer has paid you to find for them and you're looking at it and you're like, all right, you, obviously your, your state, you know, your name is at stake. Your, your reputation yeah. as a business, you want to make sure you're giving them good stuff that it's, it's all exact, you know? And furthermore, you know, you usually you're dealing with pictures. You're either talking to another dealer or, you know, you're on, I, I hate, you know, eBay is great. If you know what you're doing, if not <laughs> you first, first, cause eBay is, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. We'll talk about that later. That's a whole other conversation. But yeah. no, I mean, sometimes, you know, you sometimes you think you make a good call and you don't know until you get in front of you and you've literally got, you know, I'm holding up a loop right now. You've got this, you know, 10 magnified 10X loop and you're looking at stuff on it. Yeah. And sometimes that's the way you find it. Sometimes it's usually it's the pictures, but, you know, so it's that skill set that I think uh, really helped me. And then I teach to uh, other people that work for us. Uh, in determining these fakes and sometimes we get it wrong most times yeah. we get it right but you know it's interesting because especially you know we we specialize in omega uh hoyer you know this is before tag but some tag now but omega hoyer and um in seiko and particularly vintage seiko which has seen an, an enormous explosion in popularity in of course corresponding price because they're not making them anymore mm -hmm. they're sure but like they only made so many so because they're rising in price point, you see people that are willing to fake some of this stuff because they see a buck to be had. Yeah. And sometimes they're right. I mean, I continue to see stuff sell on eBay that just surprises the hell out of me. We have this account called uh, on, on Instagram. It's called DCVW underscore Faco Friday. So yeah. the F of the S for Seiko, Faco Friday. And like, I just post up there and some of it, I'm just like, come on guys. Like, this is very obviously a fake. Like, yeah. Just, thousand bucks on something i wouldn't spend a hundred bucks on and that's if the movement were in good shape and it probably isn't so yeah you know, it has helped with that but yeah um yeah that i mean that's more or less my career in a nutshell after the sit room you know people like i said 12 hour shift 2 a.m in the morning people get real honest about what they think about their home agency mm -hmm. the situation room had state department every branch of the dod so nsa yeah. nga uh every branch of the military customs yeah. and border protection uh, 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 Coast Guard, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, it had TSA, or it had uh, HSI, it had, uh, I think there was, there was, um, I think there might have been a nice guy in there too. Bunch of, uh, but it also had like former Special Forces guys, like all that. Yeah. Let's be real honest about what they think about their job. And state sounded amazing. So that's because yeah. I wanted to travel more. And like, I love what I was doing for NGA because it was challenging me academically 
and sometimes creatively, but it just wasn't enough. So it yeah. was like, and then it's like, you're out when you're working for state and you're defending American policy to the world. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Sometimes it's a lot bigger when you're in a bunch of peers from a foreign government. And it, most of the time it's not that bad. Sometimes it can be tricky. I mean, like right or wrong, some of the, some of the decisions that we make as a government wasn't received well overseas, but that's true yeah. of any government. Not exactly. everyone yeah, yeah. is going to be. Sometimes the hard decision has to be made, but then you have to defend that hard decision and get your allies on your side. Sometimes yeah, yeah. they are. A lot of times they are. So you yeah. know. So it, it was. It was some of that. And then you know, I came out to California in 2018, um, and as, as I know before, my wife is a television producer, and it really was. You know, I we have children now, like I said, and as much as I love working for the government, it just it didn't pay as well. Yeah. as what my wife could bring in and and that was me in dc yeah or overseas and and uh you know my wife was she was working in dc she was doing news production but it just it doesn't pay what hollywood does yeah quite frankly yeah uh so that led us out here and once i got out here i started going on podcasts and and uh i started having these one-on-ones with uh i got a couple lucky breaks early on uh like i reached out to like actor daniel day kim yeah. Uh, who's amazing by the way like uh both as an actor and just as a person like i count him as a friend and he just you know it was like we had these one-on-ones and he was just a, a rabid um you know consumer of information on watches Seiko and otherwise and hmm. it, it led him to like he introduced me to a bunch of other people that were like-minded interested in watches and it just that with the podcast it just exploded and you know, when when my time with the tour that I was on out here came up, it was not a very difficult decision. It was like, yeah, I got to stay, you know, out here because it's what's best for my family. Yeah, yeah, that's Definitely. that's where I am today. So that's that's where that's what leads me to this conversation with you. And I'm sure I prattled on for the last ten minutes. I apologize. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. You can ramble all you want. That's actually <laughs> a pretty pretty cool story. You know, like uh, the whole having to to learn all that you know, imagery and, and how to tell the difference on things and, and, and things like that. And I, I mean, that has to be probably one of the biggest skills that, you know, you can advertise as, you know, with Dizzy Vintage Watches, you know, like uh, yeah. being able to do that stuff. It's something, like you said, not everyone passes, you know, like not everyone is able to do these things. This yeah. is it's a hard thing to be able to, to tell, you know, and especially like, you know, it, I'm surprised, like you were saying, you know, with uh, with eBay. I was just listening today to uh, on my way to work to the whiskey and watches guys, yeah. and uh, yeah, and they were good. and they were talking about the an eBay fresh forum find that it was a Rolex, but the Ooh. the guy that they the had Rolex is tough on eBay. Yes, and the guy that they had on was like. Um, yeah, that's definitely not original because the, the the guy describing it was saying that the dial was a nipple dial and the guy was like, well, those watches never had nipple dials. So it's definitely not correct. <laughs> the, the really, like Rolex is the closest thing that I can, uh, like compared to like Seiko as far as like, I mean, every watch brand yeah. has adherence, but like Seiko and Rolex are both fanatics about yes. that stuff. I, yes. I'm learning Rolex. I aspire to be like the guests that they had. And, and until yeah. then, we're not yeah. going to widely carry it. We're yeah, going to yeah. carry the stuff that that I and a couple other people know well. Like I have a good friend mm -hmm. of mine who is into Rolex. Like I'm into Seiko. Dave, shout yeah. out. 
but uh, you know, I, I, we're actually going to start, we're, we're thinking about starting a watch company together, but we're in exploratory phases right now, but nice. I don't want to get into that, but like, yeah. but he's like, until I have his level of expertise on Rolex, like the, the, the six, 1675 GMT, like he's an expert in those. Like I love throwing questions off him and like, I yeah. learned so much from him, but it's like, it's that same way. And it's like the other thing that I noticed, like now eBay has all these, like, cause I, I was watching some we were watching i was watching some show with my wife like on a streaming on a streamer and it was like yeah. the ebay authenticity program had a commercial yes i'm sorry you know this is i'm gonna curse here read the fucking fine print yeah because we, <laughs> and i did a post on this and i thought everyone knew this but they didn't because yeah. someone sent me a, a picture of it in the fine print it says we cannot guarantee that there are not aftermarket parts in this watch and i'm like that's literally the name of your program is authenticity <laughs> Like I look, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to get all this hate mail from eBay. I don't know. No, like, they don't care what I say, but I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, it's crazy man. because that's exactly what happened. The guy was say they got into talking about how the watch that they were they were they were looking at yeah. was past the authenticity, um, you know, program, and he and I was like, this is insane. I've had similar customers. Like there was one that bought a, um, the, it was a Seiko 6139 1970s. It was the Colonel Pogue. So it was a gold yeah. dialed one, very popular. And he was, he started the, I love that he's a good customer, but he started it. He was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I should have gotten this from you, but I didn't. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll throw out to your audience. I have a buy, sir. Clearly, obviously I'm going to hate on eBay because we yeah. offer work editors that out of the way. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I should have come to you first. I have questions about this. I think it might be fake. And he sent me that he sent me pictures. And I, it's like a sixth sense. I was like, there is something off about this. I was like, look, take, I know you have a watchmaker, take it to your watchmaker, have him take the dial off, look at the number on the back. If there is a number on the back of that dial, it's usually, there'll be a two digit number. One is for the year, one is for the month. If that is on there, then it's real. I've never seen a fake dial have that. Okay. Watch, not I will, but I've never <laughs> seen it. And, uh, and he did, and sure enough, no number. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to walk you through how you're going to win your case with eBay. And I was like, here's how you need to phrase stuff, whatever, whatever. And he did, and he won. He got his money back, nice. but he dropped like at least at least fifteen hundred bucks on this. And oh, it, it, it was a true rogue, so it was a it was a relatively, if it was legit, it would have been worth more than that. Which yeah, is another, yeah. Product, you know, you yeah, exactly, that. yeah. And you know, eBay is just such a nitty gritty type of like. Again, it's, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. You can find deals. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying it's like never go on there. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. go on there. It's with not with no blinders on. Yeah. You know, know what you're getting into. That's all I yeah. gotta say. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely uh it's a wild wild west out there. It it's no. crazy. And like you said, like when they came out with that program, with the authenticity program, I I thought it was going to be a true authenticity program. A step in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. And then I remember when you talked about it because. When you talked about the the fine print, um, I was like, damn, like, I wonder how many people have gotten taken without yeah. reading this and they don't know what to say. And eBay is probably like, well, we we told you it was there. You know, it's, it's actually kind of like the eBay thing. Um, it's it's I, I don't every now and again you see on like social media where someone's like, yeah. they'll like put something that's valuable up a picture and then the fine print will be like, this is just for a picture of that like yeah. a watch or something. Yeah. And they, they bid on and they win it and then they're upset because they didn't read yeah. the fine part. So it's like, yeah, yeah something like that, ironically. <laughs> but, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I have noticed and I've, I've been telling a lot of people is uh, 
lately I've been seeing a lot of military uh, guys getting, sorry, getting into vintage watches. Mm. And they slowly start getting into it and start progressing more into more and more vintage and more vintage. Um, oh. I mean, it's obviously the, the you know, the the big brands that don't change much of their stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of coveted uh, interest in older pieces. Like one of the, the, the pieces that I have seen coveted a lot other than Seiko's, because I got to say like military around Seiko and obviously PXs all around the military. That's all that they have like, Oh, like yeah. insane amounts of Seikos. Uh, That's where my grandfather got his. I have a, a yeah. couple of Seikos from him, actually, when he passed yeah. away. My grandmother, knowing me, gave me all his watches. And there's a couple of Seiko in there. And she's like, he got it from the BX. Yeah. And I'm like, That's awesome. You yeah. Know? And that's this majority of it is is uh, um, is Seiko and, and great. But um, now, other than Seiko, I've been seeing a lot of interest in either like the the originals Tudor Submariner, Submariners mm -hmm. and like old vent, uh, vintage uh, well vintage I guess you would say but uh, Rolex Submariners and yeah. that's what people oh, want yeah. and it's, it's, it's crazy because like you said like a lot of times I'm scared that either it's going to be fake or yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a watch that is messed up you know and then you, you go into into it thinking, oh, I have a Submariner, you know, it's, it, I can do a lot with it. And then it gets messed up really quick. Yeah. And, 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 the, and it's, it's it's crazy because some of the best fakes, and this is Rolex for the most part, but otherwise, are not a vintage. Although they're there, it will be some of these, I, I don't remember, there's a nickname for it. My friend Dave was telling me about it. But like in, in China and Vietnam, there's almost like a cottage industry. And they're almost like oh. super identical. Like there's like very little. And otherwise, they would be like decent watches. Yeah depending on what you pay for it, but yeah. it's not the real deal, you know? Exactly. So, but they're so hard to differentiate the new ones from the modern, you know, yeah. they're, it's basically they're copies of modern watches that are out yeah. now new from Rolex. Yeah. The, the, the super fakes. Um, I think that's what he called it. Yeah. yeah the, the, the super fakes, it, like, I think um, other than Rolex, it, there's a, I heard a lot about super fakes for Panerai. There's a lot oh, yeah. of really good Panerai fakes. I follow what, what's what's that dude? Um, Periscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. you talk about interpretation skills. Jesus, yeah. Mary and Joseph. That dude when he when he puts those side by side, I'm like, this guy worked for NGA. Yeah. This is <laughs> some good stuff, man. Yeah, like, I can't even the amount of work that goes into his posts. Yeah, it's crazy. But it, you know, I'm 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 scared of those things, and and um, oh. it's it's sad because. Like I said, there's a lot of military guys that are more into the secondary market or the, the vintage market, and they just don't know, you know, how to approach it. Yeah. And 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 it's it's sad that with it can with be intimidating. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It really, like that old adage still still applies, and it's literally like, you know, you buy when you buy the watch, you're buying the seller as well. But like I would add to that, you know, do some of your own research. Yeah, the, the internet is amazing. And it's there for this, you know, it, mm -hmm. it can take some time and some creative Google searches, but like, you know, yeah. um, there's a lot of decent guides out there uh, for Rolex and uh, Rolex, Omega, Hoyer, Jeff Stein's on the dash. And yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff Stein. Yeah. His stuff is amazing. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and for Seiko as well, there, there's some great guides out there. And a lot of it, you know, some of them haven't been updated recently. So mm -hmm. some of the, the new fake dials in particular, 
um, have come out after that, but yeah. it's a good start. You know, it'll get yeah. you down the right. Place. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, um, it's one of um, it, it's yeah, it, one of examples that that uh, like I was uh, I was saying with the military guys, um, the guy time hack from the Spring Bar podcast. He started as a bullover guy and then started moving away from it, and now he's like all into vintage. He has. Vintage. he's wearing constantly like vintage Cartier, vintage Rolex, vintage, you know, it's like Omega, everything is vintage. I'm like, damn, he got bit by the bug hard. He's done some good guides on Seiko too. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, one of the, the first, I think one of the first um, people I started following for vintage stuff was the DC vintage watches with you guys. And, <laughs> and I was like, I remember seeing it and I was like, damn, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of like craziness around this. Like, this is insane. And then I started looking into it and I'm like, this is a whole different world, you know, like. Yeah, it really is. And it, it's interesting because, you know, you would think, and I get asked this question fairly recently, actually just today I was, I was talking to a Seiko rep for like new watches that uh, yeah. a friend of a friend introduced me to. And he was saying like, like, yeah, they, they offered me cause he knew I was from DC. He's like, yeah. So citizen wanted me to work for them, but it was in like DC. And I'm like, why would I leave Southern California? I'm like, okay, that's a good, I understand that. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's interesting. Like citizen has pretty amazing stuff too. And really it doesn't have the same hype, but I think it's just because people mm -hmm. haven't really started digging in the, the history of it. Like, yeah. cause I know that they, they have just as cool a history as Seiko, yeah. but like, it just hasn't been written about as much, yeah. I think. And yeah. I think that but really 15 years ago, you know, I've been in the Seiko for 20 plus years. 15 years ago, it wasn't written like it is now. 10 years ago, it was barely written about it. But like really just in the last 10 years, um, there's been a just outpouring of interest uh, in vintage Seiko, particularly during the pandemic, I think. So, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's one of the those brands that I try to bring up as much as possible, because even like all around, I think you're right. You know, they have a, a, a great history. They have a, a lot of great yeah. watches. And I don't, again, like you were saying, I don't know why it's um, not that much of a, of a hype around it um, compared to Seiko, but the difference is, is, is insane. And and I think yep. Citizen, Citizen does a, a great job with, with watches, um, you know, so yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I think one of, um, it's probably like, between Boulevard and Citizen for the second place in PXs. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boulevard, and, Boulevard and Citizen are, are there in big numbers too, but um, it's probably, it's a battle between them two. And then you have obviously the 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 G-Shock side, which uh, it tends to be, it, it doesn't tend to be as big of an area, but it's always um, the most popular models, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, just and, with and like, like that. I mean, it's not just, I mean, vintage Seiko alone has a really interesting military history. Yeah, uh, particularly with the American military. I mean, yeah. I, I won't, I won't beat to death old stories, but I mean, like literally, I mean, like the six one hundred five, the Willard, mm -hmm. you know, flips now. But like, it, I don't think it was necessarily used in Vietnam as much as people think. I think it was there, but towards the tail end of that conflict, for the most okay. part, because that times with the years that it was released, and with you know, obviously Vietnam main combat operations were over in seventy three, and then we pulled on seventy five, but you know, so it's not just that, but it's like, you know, the, the MACV SOG, yeah. all those, you know, the military uh, command, Vietnam studies and observation group. Um, 
you know, there was there's like four recognized uh, watches that were that were issued by the U.S. military. And I mean, you were talking about like, you know, military members wearing watches to keep a low profile. And that's why they were issued, actually, because it was, you know, it's not inherently screaming America. But the thing is, if you're operating in Laos, Cambodia, things like that, Thailand, and you're, you don't look like you were born in that country. Yeah, exactly. So literally, this massive conflict going on next door that the Americans are all in on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but hey, to each their own. I mean, they yeah. had the reasons for it, and uh, it's left this amazing story mm-hmm. for us to consume after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, then there were some like the six one three nine seventy ten, which is they call it, like the military dial. It has like you know Arabic numerals on it, mm-hmm. and it was issued by the the Japanese Defense Force Air Force, and I think some of their naval forces as well, but usually the Air Force. So there's like there's always these cool stories that people like you and me that are into the watches are just digging. Yeah. You know, they find out something, they dig a little bit on it, and they're like, "Holy shit, that's really cool!" You know. Um, for me, it was doing it was building on other people. This is not really military, but it's building on other people's work to try and figure out the variant of watch that Bruce Lee wore. Like that mm-hmm. was something that became a it's still a passion of mine, and it's still something that like you know I did a lot of work on. But again, building on the shoulders the shoulders of people that did work before me. Yeah, going back to their work, doing some more usually imagery interface skills and stuff like that. And like, you know, and then you publish your findings like any good academic or any person that dorks out on that stuff. But yeah, and I think Citizen will have its day when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. And and, uh, Watches of Espionage probably made that uh, Arabic number, Seiko, uh, way too popular. (laughs) They did. And and then Watches of Espionage wrote on it. And like, because I actually have one. We did one for a giveaway not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, as well, but I think um, I don't know. If, I don't know how into automotive stuff you are, but uh, the Smoking Tire podcast with Matt Barra, uh-huh. one of the first podcasts that I was on, and um, he started throwing that picture up, and everyone was like, "That's amazing," you know. And yeah. then people went crazy for it. Yeah. It, because it's 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 unusual, you know. And yeah. it's, it gets to I think. Look, I mean, we wear these watches because we love them, and they they we love looking at them uh it, it or and or but usually and you know it's utilitarian in nature yeah separate from selling time but you know if we're doing something else like if we're timing stuff even if it's something as superficial as i'm timing how long my pizza's in the oven with a chronograph yeah. <laughs> i'm still using it for what it was built for you know yeah. what i mean yeah. so it's it's but it's also because people recognize these things and and then we can talk about them because it's we're sharing our passions with the people and sometimes we meet like-minded individuals you know yeah. and it's, it's that Arabic, the Arabic numerals, it stands out. And I don't mean like a lot of people say Arabic numerals. They mean like what we consider a regular, yeah. you know, numbers. I mean like literally numbers written yeah. in the Arabic language. Yeah, exactly. The dialect you speak of. And it's, it's, yeah, it's Seiko made some of those as well, well before this. It's, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point because a lot of people probably listening to this is like, well, Arabic numbers, it's not that everywhere. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, when I when I got here to Kansas. Um, I, I saw like as I was in processing, you know, changing from base to base, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, a a captain that he's like super super into like military history, and he's a tanker, so you know he's into tanks and all that stuff, and he was wearing a, a poke, you know, and uh, nice, nice, and I went to talk to him, and I was we were talking, and he was like, well. You know, because the first thing I asked him was, where do you get it from? You know, like, 
It's, <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to dig whether or not it's fake, but I'm not trying to ask if it's fake. Um, and he was like, no, I got it from my dad. So he got it from his oh, dad. So it's been, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been in his family for a long time. So I was like, man, that's a, that's a cool, cool story, you know, and, and you can tell it's being used, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's not kept it. in a, in a safe. So, um, so it was, but it was running smooth. It was nice. It, nice. You know, details were, were cool. You can tell the details and all that stuff. And I was like, man, that's a, I don't know if you know, but if you just got it because it's from your dad, but, um, that's a very coveted watch right now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we, we actually, I just, and it, it, it's actually number one, it's great to hear stories like that. Like yeah. it has that, that provenance as it will, yeah. like with yeah. some of like, like my most valuable watches are watches that I got from both of my grandparents. Yeah. Are they worth a lot of money if I were to sell them? No, but yeah. they're priceless to me for yeah. that reason, you know, that they came from them. And I think, you know, on top of that, the the it's rare to find Seiko, vintage Seiko, vintage, uh, with with papers, with boxes, yeah. that kind of stuff. Because unlike Rolex, where like even like back, you know, back when people were buying in the PX, they would buy Rolex like Vienna or whatever. Yeah. They kept papers in the boxes because they were like, this yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah. Back then, I'm gonna keep this, you know. Yeah. And they but people didn't for Seiko because they it was a lower price point. Yeah. And they kept it to do a specific job and they weren't afraid to beat the living hell out of it in, yeah. the, in the process of doing that job. So yeah. I think it was, uh, we it sold in a millisecond when I put it up this past Saturday, but it was uh, 19, early 1970s. It was a Seiko 6139. It was a Seaver. So it's like the dark blue dial, but it had a box and it had, it didn't have full papers. It had partial papers. Yeah. And it had the warranty paperwork filled out. Serials matched. Wow. The name on it was also the same name that the first owner had inscribed amateurishly, Ooh. but all the same on the case back with his phone number, which is amazing. <laughs> um, usually it's a social security number, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that was like a military thing back in the day, right? It was, it was. Yeah, is it was. Also a cool thing to know. Yeah. So, but on it, he bought it at the Andrews Air Force Base PX. So okay. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, and I did all this research on this guy. He was definitely in the military. He was definitely Air Force. Yeah. I, I was trying, I was like, is he was he a pilot? You know, you want to look yeah. for the full background that you could that you can put out and verify. Yeah. Could I have made up that he was an Air Force pilot on Air Force One? Hey, I could have. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. You know, <laughs> yeah. but even still, it's sold in a second. It, it yeah. actually sold a great customer of ours that I've sold a few watches to. And I, I'm glad that I know the person that it's going to, and it's gonna have he's actually active military as well. Nice. I have a great next chapter in its life, but it's like one of those, you know, it's, it's, this is why for vintage for me, it's the stories. Now, yeah. obviously the new watches can have those stories, but they're more time to tell, I guess I would yeah. say like, they, you know, it, they, they come, they're clean, they're yeah. and clean. You got to write it, write your own story, yeah. et cetera. So they, they both have their pros and cons when it comes to that, but it, but it's also, you know, it's great when you can find the history yeah. of a watch, even if it's just, the the type of watch you know i'm sitting here talking about like um like the captain willard or like even like i have one of these contras in front of me i don't know if you've seen these seiko contras are you familiar with those no i haven't seen those but i'll hold it up right now but see it's like this really weird oh yeah like they're only like 28 millimeters square but there's two of them on top of each other and the one of them will be uh you know quartz clock and the top one is there's these little modules that come out 
and it came with a couple modules. One is a map reader to measure distance. Oh, and nice. the other one is a, a compass. And some of them had four, actually. I think one was uh, stopwatch, if memory serves. But the the legend, and I don't know that I, I have no idea if this is true or not. Houdinki actually wrote about it. And then they took the article down years later. You can find it on the mm. way back. The legend was that the US government issued it to the to to the Contras. Got it. During the Nicaraguan conflict with the same Got it. Now, yeah. is there a proof of that? I have no idea. I don't but know. <laughs> it's still like a, it's still a decent, cool story. I yeah. I, I I don't know if there, you know, I, I've never found anything one way or the other. It's probably still classified somewhere yeah it's exactly back to find out but I'm busy, so, you know. <laughs> yeah i know yeah. but it's it's like literally it's the, the stories that come with it that are i love telling that aspect yeah uh, but yeah that that's that's why i do this so it, it combines that the hist my love of history with my love of watches yeah and it, if i can you know make a living from this i mean that's win-win you yeah. know it, you can't knock that yeah no you yeah you can and and that's one of the things that the guys in the Springbok Springbok podcast talked about this a couple of times uh, because it's they have a little argument where one of them likes to you know refinish his watches and stuff and it, the vintage boulevards and stuff and the other guys are like no like you know that's part of the story you know and and I tend to agree with that side because to me when I got into watches was that you know like I, I like the the story behind watches and it, you know like yeah new watches do have that um that blank canvas for you to create those stories yep. and that's why for me it's like it's so hard when i see people that like um you know like if i'm wearing a more expensive uh, watch to work and uh i'm sitting somewhere and my uniform sleeve comes up and they're like oh you, you know you why you wear that for work it's like <laughs> well you know like I bought it to wear it. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I want to make stories with it. What happens if we get deployed in, in a, in, you know, in an instant? Like, I want to. If I have a, a cool watch that I can attach a story to, yeah. um, that it makes you, it more meaningful. Those chapters, those watches, yeah. and every tour that you've done previous, yeah, have told a story. Even if you yeah. bought them brand new with the PX a exactly. couple of years ago, even, like, in, even if you got it right before you went to Alaska, it's got yeah. that chapter, yep. which is amazing. So, rather you you pass it down to a kid or a nephew or a niece. Or yeah. a friend or whatever. Like that's providence in my mind. That's yeah. amazing. That's a story yeah. that not maybe not. I mean, I've never been to I'd want to go to Alaska, but I've never been there. Yeah. And it sounds cool as hell that yeah. you were there, yeah. quite frankly, in, in my mind. So you know Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. You know, and when I was over there, there was this one guy, he bought a watch with the sole inten intent, you know, to wear it every time he jumped out of an airplane. And he was like, awesome. every time I jump out of an airplane is gonna be this watch. And yep. if I if and then at the end of it, this is gonna be the watch that has the same amount of jumps that I have, and it's gonna be the watch that I wore for for that. <laughs> and that's the story of this watch. And I was like, oh man, that's pretty freaking cool, you know? Like, you know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. So you know, like those type of stories to me, is uh, it's uh, it's what makes me, you know, yep. such a nerd on these things, you know? <laughs> so, you were saying you you read about the uh, the couple watches that I that I was wearing, for instance, when my kids were born. Yeah, and I, I put thought into that. Yeah, you know, like I, you know, um, at the time, well, let's see. You no, know, at the time, the well, both were C sections, so like we mm -hmm. obviously yeah. had the foreknowledge of when the kids exactly. Were born. So you <laughs> exactly. know, it's like okay, you know, days ahead of time. Like, yeah. Here's the watch I'm wearing. I'm gonna set it right out here because it yeah. was an appointment. Exactly. You know, so it was easy for us. But yeah. like, no, I mean, but on the back of them, I have inscribed their initials, yeah. the date they were born, and love dad. Yeah. And when they graduate college, 
Not high school, because exactly. Yeah, I love my kids, but I know what I was like in college. They're not getting what like one of them is a, is a higher Octavia Viceroy. Yeah, I love my son. he is not getting that thing when he's in college. When he quits college, he'll get that. Exactly. Get that. And then they can build their own stories behind this. You know, yeah. that's that's for me and and and, and you as well. That's that's what this is about. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Jumped with the plane. <laughs> yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I agree. You know, and like uh, you were telling that story. Uh, when you mentioned the the C-section thing, it was hilarious because I don't know if you remember the story that came out about the guy that um, pulled out of his house and had to come back to get the watch. That's why I said that. Yeah. I know he's a friend of mine. <laughs> um, and he got he got such unfair. Yeah. But it, look, it's the internet. And honestly, yes. as much as I love it, and we don't have a physical store on the internet, the internet yeah. does make, it yeah. enables my family to eat. Yeah, the internet is filled sometimes with assholes. Yes, one hundred percent. Most people are most people are great. Yeah, but it only takes that 05 percent, and they came out in droves for him, which was yeah. I was kind of pissed off about because yeah. like he, look, you don't know his life, you don't know what exactly he was at the time. Like who are you? Yeah. You know, you know. Well, to me, it's crazy because like you know, it's like a. I shouldn't be surprised. I love that he's yeah. a great dude too. Yeah. Like, oh, I shouldn't be surprised by this, you know. But it's like. Um, People think life is what movies tells them, you know, and uh, and ironically, yeah, and, I'm there right now, no. yeah. And so, like, if a movie tells you when, you know, the the water fountain breaks, oh, we gotta go because the baby's out in seconds, you know, yeah, right? that's not reality. You know, reality and is that for a narrative of a exactly, 30 show. exactly, <laughs> like it's very different in real life. Majority of them are gonna go to a hospital and gonna get sent back. Because they're like, you know what? You're not dilated enough. You got to go back. So there is a yeah, lot for, of time. For my, first, for my first kid, because um, they, they, the, uh, he was actually late or she was actually late. Yeah. So she was like about a week or two late. And we were going, yeah. we were going in, we were going into induced labor. Yeah. Failing that C-section. And yeah. my wife was, it was like 12 plus hours. And I was right yeah. by her bed the whole time. And I was just like, yeah. this would not have been a 30 minute show. No. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it came down to. You know, this is the the induction yeah. is not working. We're gonna have to do a C section. Exactly, so, yeah. and you know, like I remember that story. But when you mentioned that, it brought it up to my to my mind, and I was like, yeah, that's a uh, that's hilarious. You know, it's uh, it was it was a crazy thing. Like I remember when when that story came out, and and I think pretty much almost every podcast talked about it. And yeah. uh, and I was like, yeah, that's it's it's a little unfair. But I, I've been on his podcast before, actually. Yeah. And like I was, I was like, hey man, I'm down whenever you uh, like. I'll come back on. Like I had a great time. And he's like, are you sure you want to be associated with me? <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't say that. Like I, I, he was joking, but I was like, dude, yeah, don't yeah. say that. Yeah. Screw the, screw the haters. Haters are always gonna hate. It always, is what it, always. You know? you know, like it's you know, it's it's haters everywhere. They're gonna talk what they gotta talk. Yep. Is their time? Yep. It's is their little break to get their voice heard. You know, so. Yep they're yep. gonna they're gonna do it you know and and it is what it is but you know it's uh it was it was funny when you when you when you threw that in there i was like yeah yeah you, you probably get, your listeners will be like he stopped for a second to think that was me yeah. like all right i gotta be careful how i phrase this yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. no but yeah it's um it's crazy because uh you know to me one of the 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 biggest opportunities to being in the in the military is how much of a how quick can you make a big story into a watch you know like it, it can be associated to a watch really quick you know mm -hmm. like 
out of nowhere, something can happen and, and it can be that quick, you know, and to me, it's, it's such a great thing, you know, and, you know, if you look back and you look at, you know, the, the Rolex culture, the Zodiac culture in the, in the special operations uh, units and how, you know, how prevalent it is. Yeah, it's because of those stories of the guys behind them that told them. One of the best things the special operations soldiers or units do is continue to tell the story because that's their lessons learned. That's how they don't make the same mistakes. And for them, it's very, very short margin of error, you know? So like, they're really good at that. And those stories continue to pass along. And, um, And that's what makes that culture so big. So to me... You know, I, uh, that's one of my, I make it a mission every time uh, someone tells me, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of wearing this watch for work. I was, nah, man, wear uh, for yeah, work, be. Same, same. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, there are no be proud. in my collection. Yeah, no, that, that will no, never no. happen. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, like, like, I mean, like, the, you remember, like, we were talking about before, like, that article we were talking about the watches, like, I had my Zuzu Trooper in there. Yeah. I still beat shit out of that truck. I love that truck. <laughs> I've had it since 96. Yeah. I've had it for like almost three decades and it's still, it's a daily driver. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like I, I take it to shows and like every now and again, someone will be like, that doesn't know. And they'll be like, oh, that's not very nice. I'm like, I don't care what you think. This yeah. is the beater for me. I drive it. Every, yeah. I take my kids to karate practice and this to this <laughs> day, literally yesterday, my kids yeah. went to karate practice in the back of that truck. Yeah. Like, that's the way it is. But no, the stories that you, it, ironically, it reminded me of us, uh, Storm and Norman, you know, Schwarzkopf yeah. in 91. He had now, granted, I, I look, no, no, uh, no dirt on his name. I don't know if anyone told him about what a GMT does, but yeah, he had a two tone Rolex date just on one wrist and a quartz Seiko, I believe yes. it was 7548 Pepsi, uh, bezel <laughs> on the other, you know, and he, he had one set to Saudi time to, to a Riyadh and the other one set to DC. Yeah, that, that, hey man, you know what? If it works, it's not dumb. Exactly. If it no. works, it's not dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Again, they're the kiss principle in the military: keep it simple, yeah. stupid. And, exactly. Yeah, and it like, worked for the more him. Complicated it is the more likely something's going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's one hundred percent correct. You know, um, and I was wondering, like, um, I remember looking at that picture not too long ago, and I was wondering, maybe he had. The GMT function to Zulu time. Mm. I don't know. It, it could be. It could be that you know. And 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 I, I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. Like, was he tracking three time zones? You know, like, like was exactly. We don't know. Yeah. We can only surmise from what the scantest amount of information that we have. Exactly. What the story was, and we make educated guesses. Exactly. You know, yeah. Hopefully, there's some some facts to back them up, but you yeah. never have the whole picture. I mean, exactly. literally, you go back. You talk about my time as an analyst. That's what it is, and you yeah. have to make sure you don't fall into these preconceived notions, like 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 uh, like uh, analyst bias and things like yeah. that, or like well, making the facts fit your your already uh, yeah. you already you've made up your mind, like as far as what this is, and making all the facts fit your narrative. Like, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, so, yeah, one hundred percent correct. Yeah, no, I agree. So let me ask you: Was uh, is was pro- the biggest uh, ask or the most uh, watch that you get asked for? Uh, to look into and stuff like that um i would say it's usually the 6139s but that's like that movement which is revolutionary yeah. um and i'll get into that in a second but like th- that has been a labor of love for me since literally high school that was like my first vintage watch 
was a 61 39 i think maybe junior year which was yeah like 96 sorry i'm dating myself but like so <laughs> I've, I've loved it since and so that that is for me personally that's the watch i know that i know that thing inwards outwards backwards front everything yeah there will be some iteration of that usually it's the bruce lee but there'll be there'll be there'll be surges in interest like yeah why was the pogue for a while i think we had a wait list on the pogue of like a dozen plus people long really and yeah it was like non-stop and like now it's the now it's the bruce lee you know they, yeah it's like we put one up and it's rare that it lasts a day sometimes it wow. doesn't last an hour and then someone snaps it up you know it's a, it's a very popular watch um but again it's it's the stories obviously yeah uh, but it's it's almost always the 6139s um are the most popular uh but i want to say with omega it's going to be speedmaster professionals yeah no big surprise there yeah um hoyer it's a mixed bag with hoyer it's i've noticed a big uptick of interest of late with the like the it was like so tag and I forget what that stands for. It's an acronym. It was Tag was actually at the time. It was a Saudi-owned company, not anymore. Yeah. But it was a Saudi-owned company. It's like avant-garde. It's like something avant-garde or something like that. They bought Hoyer, which throughout its history, Jack Hoyer is the man. I love reading stories about him. He wrote a great uh, book, him uh, memoir himself. There's tons yeah. of books written. On him. He always lived life like right on the precipice of bankruptcy with that company. Like it was amazing because he took all these crazy risks and yeah. a lot of them paid off. Like for instance, like we talked about the Octavia Viceroy, where yeah. literally Viceroy was a cigarette brand at the time. This yep. would be unheard of in this in this day and age that yep. something like this would happen. But you know, he teamed up with Parnelli Jones, who was this this race car driver, was like, hey, you know, and, and I actually just posted on this today because we just got one for sale, just put it up in the shop this week. But it's like. Hey, here's the there's an ad in all the newspapers or the, all the magazines, and it's like, here's Parnelli Jones. He's chilling, you know, he's wearing the watch like this, so you can see it. And he's got the cigarettes in the background. It's like one box top of a carton of these, and you can get one for eighty eight dollars. Well, they sell for like four k these days. No, like, yeah, really good examples five k and up. You know, it, they're crazy, but like it's it's Hoyer's all over the place. So then, so I I want to say like the early eighties, right before they became tag, and right after they became tag, because in the late eighties you start getting some like they started making all these plastic watches to compete with Swatch. Yeah. At the time, which is ironic because that's what people are doing now with the Moon Swatch. <laughs> um, so it, it led to a lot of questionable design choices in the late eighties. Yeah. And honestly, for better or for worse, a lot of people kind of crap on Tag Heuer these days. Yeah. Uh, some of it's justified, some's not. Like you see yeah. a lot of their, just like all other watch companies right now, they're mining their back catalogs. Yes. Putting out these, like they're reissuing the Carrera, the Monaco, and things like that. And yeah. you notice the dial, they're removing tag. It just says yeah. Hoyer on yeah. the dial, which is which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Yeah. But, but those but those divers, their dive watches, their quartz from the early to mid eighties, those are very popular right now. And they've okay. been prices I never would have thought of five years ago when you could like literally like it was the the reference 980.006 jumbo, which was like 42 millimeter diver, which is great by contemporary standards even. And I'd be lucky to get we'd be lucky to get 500 bucks for them. And now they sell. I've seen people, ambitious people, selling them for like 2k. Oh wow! Um, I don't know that they'll sell for that much, but you know, yeah. asking 2k and getting 2k are two different things. But like yeah, yeah, north of a thousand is common for that watch these days. Hmm. And they're, they're so really in this that sliding spectrum between what is vintage and what's neo vintage and what is modern obviously it's a it slides because as time progresses 
so does what's considered to be vintage. So yeah. now it's like, I think I got an email from Houdinki the other day and they're like, look at our neo vintage watches. And it's all watches from like the early nineties. And I was like, damn, I feel old now. Thanks Houdinki. But yeah, I mean, that's the reality. I mean, that's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I, um, if I want to um, read that article from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I, I read the, I read the, uh, the title and I was like, all right, I can't read this. Was like, <laughs> man, you calling me vintage? <laughs> like I'm, I'm past I'm before that. Like what is going on? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. You know, kids always say the damnedest things, and my kids are young, and they they throw some stuff out. They're like, "You were born in the seventies? <laughs> like, if you were born before two thousand, you're like ancient to them." I'm just like, "Yeah, give it. <laughs> yeah." It's it's crazy because uh, um, people people started saying, you know, like, uh, have you noticed that uh, your your server or or the people in the store when you buy alcohol barely could look at your ID anymore? It's because if they just see the one nine. That's it, and I was I was like, oh my see the gray hair that I yeah. have, like the yeah. salt and pepper, and that that's all it takes for me. But yeah, and I'm like, oh they man, that's... Even, they didn't even card me half the time anymore. So you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the only people that card me are the Amazon delivers when I get Amazon Fresh and they deliver alcohol. They <laughs> yeah, they yeah. have to. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's one of those things that uh that I, I still can't believe, but. Yeah, no, I, you know, I agree with Tech Hoyer. I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, crap that goes into them. And, um, and um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Not a lot. I don't, I don't think uh, definitely I'm on, on the same boat. I don't think everything is, is warranted, you know? Um, mm. And Hoyer has some, some great watches that, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, yeah. yeah. It's interesting yeah, but... that, that you said they're, they're taking, you know, tag off and you think about yeah. it, it's definitely interesting. They've been doing that for, five or six years now i think yeah. when they really started mining their back catalog mm -hmm. but yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean some of the watches they're putting in from the from the back catalog they look really good <laughs> yeah, they, they really do yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't know um but so, I, I was talking to um i was talking to his like i said before i was talking to a seiko rep today yeah and he was showing me the newest stuff that's coming out and like, there's a lot of that. Like, literally, he's literally like, he's showing me all these dive. There's like tw this page of like 20 dive watches that are haven't been released yet. And he's pointing. He's like, this is vintage inspired. This is vintage. And it's like, at least a third of them. I was, I can, I can. He didn't need to tell me. Like, I can tell. You yeah. know, I was like, yes, I know this is this. You know, whatever reference. Like, yeah. This, you know, like that. But it, it it continues, and it's like, it's good and bad because at the same time, I'm just like. It's, it's just like, you know, I'm in LA now. People always be moaning. They're like, is there nothing original left yeah. in the canon of entertainment? And then, and then you get something like everything everywhere all at once that just yeah. kills because it's so inventive and so new and so amazing. So like, yeah. are we there with watches? I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I hope at some point, but I haven't yeah. really seen much, but humans are endlessly creative, so yeah. particularly when money's involved. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, definitely. You know, it's uh, the things, and you know, it's great that you bring that up because for me, that's uh, kind of what pushed me into. You know, lately I've been a, in a big uh, micro brand uh, hmm. binge, and uh, that's kind of what you were telling Rico. Rico's uh, watches yeah. that, yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of what pushed me into it. You know, is a lot of. Uh, a lot of you know like 
you can buy a brew and a brew doesn't look like you, you can tell it's a brew you know it's a yes. very different watch yes. it's you know i don't know i just feel like with the big brands like you were saying you know a, a lot of times it, it, we got to the point where they're mining a lot of the back catalog and there's not a lot of original uh, yep. stuff yep. so when you're looking at things like that and you see micro brands coming up with which not all of them do but some micro brands out there doing some really cool original that stuff and i'm like the future yeah right, right here. like and you you're talking about because you're talking about i mean obviously as a small businessman i put my small businessman out you're talking yeah. about shaking up the a stale industry and it's like look i, I may not be the biggest fan of musk of yeah. elon musk like yeah. what he did no one can deny yeah like yeah. the fact what he did with it with electric vehicles like even uh three years ago Mm-hmm. No one would have thought we like where all the major uh, automotive companies are like, we've got this EV, we've got this EV. Before it was like the Prius and it yeah. was just, just ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm a car guy, you know, I, yeah. I look, I'm just like, yeah. oh, you know, and, you know, and it was like, or the, yeah. like the, the Chevy Leaf or something. Which <laughs> the Leaf, yeah. Peel, the, ne- peel, Nissan, uh, the Nissan Leaf. <laughs> but yeah, but, but, then, but then you got it and he made, you know, some of his cars I don't necessarily think are that attractive, but some of them are yeah. sexy. And like, yeah, but you, you come out with, and, and people are taking note and they're like, look, like the Rivian, the pickup truck, like that yeah. is reinvented really what a pickup truck can be. And that, that's yeah. awesome. And I think yeah. micro brands, and you're right. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it. This is, this could be the future of watches. Like, yeah. you know, obviously this is when I do a little seamless self-promotion, but like, you know, some of the thing like that's what we're trying to do with my friend Dave and a couple other people. Like we're he he's State Department as well. Um, and you know, we're trying he's a rabid watch collector like myself, and we're trying to re-envision we're we're specializing in GMTs because it's okay. like that we're lending to what we know, which yeah. is tracking events of multiple time zones. Yeah. And, and you know, even if you may not travel everywhere, although thankfully more people are traveling now that you know lockdown has largely subsided, yeah. um, you still like the the complication and you still oh yeah. Like, thing you know so we're in like for instance like even right now i'm wearing something that our watchmakers put together which is it's an homage to the benrus type one and type two yeah. which was also issued to special forces exactly and I, I would like to believe this is actually a bit more robust than that one was vintage is vintage it's yeah exactly waterproof but i mean and we we made a small run i think of like maybe eight or nine of each one yeah and all one i think the type one the type two is all sold out the type twos have the 24 hour dial. The type one is sterile. I mean, they're both sterile, but the type one had no numbers on it whatsoever. Uh, okay. I think we have like one or two left, but I was like, Hey guys, make some more. Cause people like them, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I mean, that is mining. It is not anything crazy inventive, but that's what we're trying to do separately with this company that we're standing up right now. Yeah. And we're like, you know, constantly in communication with each other. Um, talking about here's a dial design. Here's, you yeah. know, there'll be some, there'll be some influence from like some of, the Seiko vintage stuff, but also some of the Rolex and everything. But it won't be like, but I, you know, we're all constantly aware of the fact like we don't want to make it look too much like something from yeah. the past because you don't want, I don't want it to be an homage. It to be something new, you know? Exactly. I mean? yeah, yeah. So when that comes out, we'll, I'll put it on the website. It'll be up there. If it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, we put something new in the world and I'm happy with that. Yeah. No. And, and I think, uh, honestly, I think that's what, uh, you know, micro brands are doing great right now. So like, yeah. I would yep. think, you know, it would probably sell really well, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it just makes sense because, you know, everyone complains about the same things. Everyone is like, you yep. know, it's I, all, 
yeah. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you know, it, you know, it's a it's it's a great it's a great idea. You know, yeah. That that um uh, that Benra's uh is style is it's a it's a great looking great looking watch. And you know, one of the things that that I you were talking about sterile, I think that's probably you know one of the biggest things that people will love because. Yeah. Right now, you know, people are so inundated with eight lines of text on a dial, you know, so and people I, I, hate I, it. I'm not a fan of like, like I, I love Breitling, yeah. but like, why do I, I don't remember the name of the most popular? What's what's the, I can't remember now. It's the, like in my head, the one that they're most famous for. It's like they're, it's like they're professional, they're like their Speedmaster professional equivalent, but it's like the one the, that all the pilots the rock. Yeah, the Navitimer. Yeah, Navi 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 yeah. Like, yeah. that's yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's too busy a dial for me. Yeah, it is. Some people, if some people may work, that's fine. It's just personally yeah. not for me. It's too busy. Like I like that sparse dial. Like that's. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and it's, uh, it, it was funny because now that you say that, um, who was it? Uh, someone sent me a, um, a picture of a watch from, <laughs> man, who was it? Uh, the 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 watches that all the rappers wear, well, not all the rappers. Obviously, some rappers that have some really yeah, nice yeah. watches, but uh, the yeah. really the really crazy oh, yeah. ones. Um, Jay Z, man. like that yeah. man's taste. Yeah, it's like, amazing. I've seen him in concert a few times, and every time, like I'm up in a jumbo, and I'm like, and my wife is like, I don't care what watch he's wearing. Shut up! And I'm like, literally, like yeah. screaming her. That's <laughs> yeah. and so and so, and she's like, shut up, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, but uh, yeah, he he sent me what, and they have made a watch. That was supposed to be a tactical watch, and uh, but it's you know a over two hundred thousand dollar watch is is never gonna be, and uh, it has so many complications. I was like, how can you even tell time on that thing? Like it I is insane. I was like, this is ridiculous. It so, just becomes uh, too busy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's you, know, it's you see some people like I mean, he's an actor. He's 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 not a hip hop artist, but Aldous Hodge. Um, who is he? He's like the kind of like the spokesperson for the Horological Society of New York. Uh -huh. yeah. He's he's an actor. Like he was just in uh, Black Adam with The Rock. Yeah, you know, he's like one of the main people in that. But like he is making because I, I was talking to his manager the other day. He's making his own watch brand. Like that is like it's nice. something that obviously he's a busy dude, so it's yeah. it may take a while. But like, but that's like his he's putting that out there as a micro brand. Like this is like he's a trained watchmaker. Yeah, where he found the time for this, I have no idea. But yeah. that's amazing. That I don't remember. Did. I I actually heard that somewhere before, not too long ago, and I can't remember from who. But yeah, it's 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 an amazing, like you said, it's an amazing thing that you know people are coming up with these ideas and they want to put them out there. You know, because yep. I'm all about. Yeah, I'm it. like I'm like struggling to think of any other actors that I know because I'm like in the back of my head I'm doing the LA thing. I don't know any other actors that are watchmakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that's coming out with like involved with it to that level like any, yeah. any particularly the a-listers you see a-list actors like you know dicaprio yeah. brad pitt or whatever and they're you know they, they're paid to wear these watches on the red yeah. carpet it's yeah. just it, it, people i think a lot of times at least people that are really into watches and it's not just whatever they see through that and then you have brad pitt show up in tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood and he's literally rocking you know uh it's a, a citizen eight one one zero challenge timer yeah. gold yeah you know it's all gold before that movie came out i was lucky if i got 400 bucks for that at yeah. some point 
and I wasn't charging this, but I was seeing him sell for this. They were selling for 2K and up because Brad Pitt wore it. And he wore it on like a bun strap because it's a small watch. Yeah. And, and Brad's not a small dude, you know, so it looks more manly, if you will, yeah. on a bun strap. But like, yeah. But that, but that, that's the power of, of, of Hollywood. Yeah, no, definitely. Was, you know, I was, like, you were saying that I, um, I was I watched that episode of Hadinki when they uh when they interview uh Kevin Hart. Was this, was this the Kermit one that just came out? Did you see that where they interviewed Kermit the Frog? <laughs> no, 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 I haven't seen that. I was interviewing Kermit. I was like, actually, this is kind of genius. I yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, sorry yeah. for interrupting. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. you're good. You're good. I haven't seen that one, but um, Kevin it just Hart just came out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hart when he was um he was, you know, he's into watches and he was talking about all the watches that he has and he likes, but he's majority of what he talked about was AP because he's paid by AP to wear this watch. Yeah. So he has yeah. to push him. And he was even saying, you know, like sometimes he looks at his collection and he's like, man, I wish I could wear this watch, but he can't because he has to wear AP. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the rub. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, Hey, it, it, you know, you get the money, but it's, uh, it's one of those things yep. that it probably, you know, it is and that's why is. I mean I always when we talk about actors and watches, it's always why I like getting a reference from like Daniel Day Kim because I mean that dude, first of all, he he knows like everyone, believe yeah. it or not. Like he just knows everyone. And like randomly, like we sold a um a Pogue and a Bruce Lee to Joe Hahn from Lincoln Park. Yeah. Of like so like they're like, hey, this is Joe. <clears throat> and I'm like, Joe Hahn, why don't I know that name? And I because I used to like lose listen to Lincoln Park back then. I was like, Yeah. Oh, it's so random. That's amazing. It's crazy. You know, so it, but it's like, you know, but it's great when he gives, when he recommends people else, because it's like, I know he's doing it because people, because they're really interested. Yeah. They're not there because someone's paying them. Like who would like, I can't afford yeah. what Paddock pays. I mean, <laughs> not even a million years. I could, I afford something like that, but like they're there because they want to be there and they want to learn about the history. And it, it intrigues them. I yeah. love that. You know, I mean, we all love that kind of stuff to see. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I agree, I agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. So, you know, you talked about about you know you in the works with that comp uh, a watch company and and yep. what are you guys trying to do? And from the from the website perspective, what are you? Is it something that you guys are working to do? Or are you trying to to do uh, moving forward in the future? Yeah, so I mean, I'm always going to keep vintage. Like, yeah. you know, the website's not going to, like, I love that too much, but I, what this will be, this is kind of like a separate company, but it will, at least initially, the plan is to sell it on, on my website. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got, you know, the visitors, it's got yeah. uh, 30,000 30, plus visitors a month, which, yeah. I, I mean, it's not anything like Houdinki, but it's still sizable. So, yeah. you know, there's a, a nice venue to sell it. And then hopefully if it catches on, then we'll, we'll have an, an independent website and we'll go from there. I'll still be involved, you know, we'll still be still be in this um but it's like it is that thing where like you know we want to contribute back like we were talking like we were talking about earlier we we would like to contribute our own unique take on a gmt to the world yeah yeah you know? and again if it's huge awesome if it's yeah. not yeah cool we, yeah. we did our part and that's what matters you know we yeah. did something that we really enjoyed doing mm -hmm. you know all of us have all of us have other jobs we have main jobs, you know, but we're doing this because we're passionate about it and we want to yeah. bring something out there. So, you know. No, it's great. You know, and I, I do think like GMT is one of the most useful, uh, yeah. you know, complications that, that we have in watches, you know, because uh, it's, it's just, 
really useful. You know, anyone can, you know, have the interest of tracking it's a, a, a different time zone, you know, is it's not only for military people, it's not only for, you know, pilots, it's not only for, you know, business people that travel a lot, it's, it's anyone, you know, I, I just feel like it's, it's such an amazing um, complication. And it, for, you know, like uh, people said last year was the year of the GMT and, um, and it kind of bleed over to this year, but I think it's, it's for a reason, you know, it's a very, very useful thing. So the goal is for it to be like an independent GMT, not like, cause a lot yeah. of the vintage Seiko has like, it's not independent. So yeah. it's, it's a lot more difficult to use and it's cumbersome. I mean, you can still yeah. do that, but like we want an independent one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, you know, for ease of use at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I definitely, definitely think it's, you know, and I wish you the best. Cause I think it's a, it, you know, normally I've seen micro brands that come from the guys that are watch enthusiasts and have been in this hobby for so long. Yep. They make the best products and people know it, you know? So like it, it gets, it gets, the word gets out quick, you know? So it's uh, it's one of those things. Yeah. No. So, Hey man, uh, I think we've been, we've been doing this for more than an hour. I could talk, I could talk about this forever. Um, I think, uh, you know, I was really excited about this episode. One of the main things, one of the main reasons was, hey, you know, hey. one of the main reasons, because like I was saying, you know, I have seen so much interest lately in the military um, with military people into vintage watches oh. Oh. and uh, it has been growing so much. And, uh, and, and I, I feel like, you know, you, you're the main resource for me when it comes to, uh, to vintage watches, you know, like uh, I, I, mean, I, for your... I think some of it is stuff like it's going to be watches of espionage. It's going to be like, yeah. like the success of the terminal list. Yep. Yep. Uh, oh like, yeah. 100%. Time, like, <laughs> like all this stuff, like there was like, yeah, I mean, there's, and, and it's just, some of them are just kind of awesome. You know, yeah. they're, they're cool watches, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think uh, terminal list was uh, one of the the things that that, that brought this out. You know, um, really crazy. You know, so you know, and I think you know having you being my main resource. You know, when I was able to to talk with you and be able to you know lock down a date for you to come in, I was pretty excited because I was like, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that probably need to listen about this you know this i hope it resource. lived up to your expectations oh That's definitely 100 100 you know like ditto, ditto, said, yeah because you know like i said i don't want i don't want people to have to go to ebay and then gamble whether or not yeah. <laughs> even yeah, if I mean, it passes out the authenticity it literally comes down to doing you know do your research like it's yeah. like you're buying a car right yeah look into it a little bit now yeah. granted well, it depends on your car, or depending on yeah. the watch. Some watches are as much as cars. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, you're, but it's 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 not. You know, it's something that is not a. It's not a purchase you're not thinking about. You're not going to the Seven Eleven and buying a can of Coke. Like it's it's more involved than that. Clearly, so you know, yeah. do the research. You know, uh, or or if you if you sometimes sorry the dog's barking, but if you no, if you're, if you don't have the time to do the research that everyone has, buy the seller. It yeah. doesn't have to be. It can be anyone else. But like you know do a little bit of research in like their history as a company. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. So tell people where they can find you, man. I know we said DC vintage watches a lot, but um, um, tell people where they can find you, where they can go. Yeah, look so, at a... Of course, online it's uh, www.dcvintage.com. Uh, 
vintagewatches.com. But uh, on Instagram, it's uh, it's literally the same as DC Vintage Watches. But we have a bunch of other because Instagram is their algorithm. Uh, Meta leaves much yeah. to be desired. I think it's Meta, but it is what it is. And it's look, Instagram is huge in the watch community, so yeah, I got I to suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. We, we have several accounts. We have uh, DCVW underscore DMV for DC Maryland Virginia. Yeah. So that will be like DC oriented news, like watch shows, or just like making fun of. People in DC, like yeah, that, okay. that kind of sounds popular. And then we have another account for Los Angeles, which is DCVW underscore Los Angeles. I, I already talked about the uh the fake O Friday one, uh, yeah. which is like every Friday, literally I go on eBay or sometimes not eBay, sometimes it's it's Etsy, believe it or not. Like there's yeah. just unbelievable garbage on Etsy. Uh <laughs> I don't even know what their return policy is. I don't even care to find out because I'm not getting watches from there. Yeah. But it's still amazing because clearly people are buying these. So I'll take screen grabs and I'll throw them up there. Like, in, because you can only put 10 slides on Instagram, there'll be like some, you know, pithy meme or something yeah. like that. Making fun of people that don't do research. And then nine slides of terrible watches that are yeah. clearly fake. Yeah. Sometimes they're good fakes and you may not be able to tell. So that's yeah. you know, kind of mix and match with that. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, that's the easiest way to find us. If you go to our website and subscribe to our uh, distro every Friday, we put out sneak peeks. Uh, as far as what is going to go on sale, we do regular vintage drops every Saturday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, like clockwork. So you you know nice. you get some heads up on what's coming, so you know whether or not you care, or maybe you don't. You know, yeah. it's there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, awesome. that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. And uh, Fake Friday is uh, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to do it this Friday, but like. I yeah. tried. Sometimes yeah. it's literally Faco Saturday or Sunday by the yeah. time I get up. But yeah. at least once a week, I try to put sometimes a couple times a week, I put that up there. Yeah. We even like every time someone buys, believe it or not, I was really bored during the pandemic. And I not only did I trademark like our business name, but I trademarked hashtag Faco Friday. Oh, I nice. Like, trademark hashtag Speedy Tuesday. Yeah. Clearly, I might as well try. And it was like $40 for the. Oh, wow. Like, whatever. It yeah. took like eight months, yeah. but it came through. And I'm like, I have no idea what to do with this. Like, no idea. I still don't. So like, I still have the trademark is still there. I have no yeah. idea what I'm going to do with it. But like, I made all these die cut vinyl stickers. Yeah. If someone buys a watch, they get one of these stickers. Does it go in nice. the trash most of the time? Probably. <laughs> I don't care. Here's a sticker with Big O Friday on it. Do what yeah. the hell you want with it. But yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, man, I appreciate you coming in. I know you're a busy person. I know that, uh, you know, we're different time zones and stuff, but I really appreciate you coming in and, and you know, expanding some knowledge and people about uh, vintage watches. And I'm uh, just glad someone's willing to listen to me prattle on. Uh, <laughs> my wife gets most of it. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Honey, no, when you I... listen to this, I apologize. Uh, no. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I really appreciate you and, uh, and I know that the listeners are going to like it. So uh, appreciate you for coming okay. in, man. Yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. Appreciate it. All so right, you have a good one. You have a good one, brother. Yeah, man. All right. Bye.